Hello, and welcome to another episode of Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, with me, I uh, with my fabulous co-host, Hunter Ray Lear. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. We are brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics, Sound Safe in New York. Let's start off with some news. We don't got a lot of news, but we got a lot to talk about today. So, Hunter, hit me with that Boba Fett. So, the reason why uh, the book of Boba Fett wasn't announced at the Investor's Day, this isn't the piece of news I wrote down, but this is extra. The reason why it wasn't announced at the Investor's Day was because John Favreau said he didn't want to spoil what happened. Which, yeah. During Kathleen Kennedy's little uh, announcement, they decided they didn't want to spoil anything. Which, again, so, duh. Yeah, duh, makes sense. Um, but the Book of Boba Fett gets an official title card, like its own artwork, and details. Uh, it's its own show with yes. Tamora Morrison and Ming-Na Wen reprising their roles throughout the show, and it takes place during the Mandalorian timeline, yes. which we knew. We didn't know it was its own show. A lot of people no. thought it was going to be a season three. Which I... Because they didn't announce it at the Investor's Day. So people were like, oh, this must be like Din Djarin's first two seasons. Yeah. That was the book of Din Djarin. Because it's the Mandalorian, it could be anybody. Right. So people thought Boba Fett was taking over. And I was going to be like, well, I'll watch it because it's Star Wars. But I'm not going to like it as much as I'm going to like Din and Grogu, you know? Right. I, like, don't get me wrong. I like Fennec Shan or however you pronounce her name. And I like um, oh, Fennec, maybe no yes. one's character. Yeah, and then I like um, Boba, but it's not the same. You know, yeah. You gave me two years of this character that is brand new, and we learned to love him. And then you show us a character. I don't, I don't really like Boba Fett too much overall compared to some characters because he's had five lines, and this is the most because he's because o- he's overhyped. It's that, and he's had I mean, five he's cool lines in the book, and, like a whole series, and like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, five yeah, lines now. until the Mandalorian. Yeah, until Mandalorian. Yeah. So like, I get it. Yeah, so, but they finally announced that it is its own show, and they didn't want to spoil it because of um, the, what happened at the end of yeah, the season. So. which we really absolutely spoiled. Hashtag Boba the Hut. I mean, yes. <laughs> For those who haven't seen it, spoilers, guys. <laughs> Congratulations, Hunter, you suck. What do you mean? I know, right? He's not actually going to be the Hut. He just fucking shows up. Or he'll evolve into Jabba. <laughs> he turns fat like Bib Fortuna did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that they brought him back yeah. like, for a brief little moment. He became, cool. And then we know that all Huts weren't born that way, even though it's completely contradictory to what we saw in Clone Wars. The t- the animated special movie thing where no, not e- the not baby even. Hut is a fat little monster. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the series, in the actual series you see it. No, that was in the movie as well. Oh, yeah. I know in the series it's it's uh, come on season three of Clone Wars now. I'm on season three as well. Yes. I'm, yeah. How far? That's nice. No, I'm on season four of it? I'm on three. I got up to the part after um, the troopers and uh, there's another trooper scene and then with the um, the good and evil stuff with Anakin. Nope. I'm, that's four. That's four. That's four. I'm a four. Then. Yeah, I'm on three. Because I'm on uh, Duchess with Mandalore. Uh, I saw it was the teacher. She taught the... Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was... Uh, yeah, that was, right, that was like right when they were doing the Mandalorian stuff and they bring in Obi-Wan Kenobi's totally not son. Oh, yeah, I'm not that far yet, but yes. Oh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about, though. The nephew. I th- hope they bring him back for Oh, Kenobi. the nephew? No, that's not his son. That's his nephew. That's the nephew. No, it's it's um the Mandalore Queen's nephew, yes. but it looks like her and Obi-Wan had a baby together. And Filoni said he did that on purpose. He's like, I'm not confirming anything, but we designed that character like that for a reason. Okay. And a lot of people think that they're going to bring him into the Kenobi show. I, even if they don't confirm yeah. like who it is, I want him to be in the show because the last time we see him, he's like getting shipped off. Yeah. And we know the Queen's dead. Yes, we know that's just dead, yeah. So. Well, I didn't know that because I haven't watched all of You didn't watch season seven? I'm on season three. I've, I haven't watched past season four, but I watched season seven. No, I'm only on season three. I'm watching it in order. Well, they talk about the fall of Mandalore and the queen and Bo-Katan, yeah, so it I is know what that. it is. I briefly, so. You kind of knew she was dead. Did I? Anyway. <laughs> so it would be really cool if they brought him back as well. Yeah. 
Maybe not in the Boba Fett show, which is what we're talking about, but you know. You're right. Who do you think, uh, do you think we'll get a flashback with some Django stuff? Because it's the same, it's Tamora Morrison still. In what, in uh, Boba Fett? Yeah. Uh, no. You, you don't think we'll like, get flashbacks? No, because Boba Fett's not that old when he his father we, dies. We got brief, I know, but we could see like Django flashbacks. But it's not, it's, it, it's not pertinent enough to the show. Just keep the helmet on, I guess. Right. The voice. It's, yeah, because it's not pertinent enough unless Mace Windu shows up. Oh, it would make a lot of sense if Mace Windu shows up right. in this series, as but also Kenobi. Yes. But also, Mace Windu would have had to survive so long and not been part of the Rebel I know. alliance. I know. There's, there's a whole story, but the only reason why, like, if you were going to do flashbacks for Django, is to show... Like, his anger towards Mace Windu for chopping his head yeah, off. Yeah, that's all it is. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just excited. Uh, I like Ming-Na Wen's character as well. Oh, She's yeah. kind of cool. Fennec, Fennec, yeah. yeah, Fennec Shan. She's cool. I thought, like, it was lame that they killed her off in season one, and I was like... <gasps> She's yeah. awesome, but it was also at the same time, it's like they introduce these celebrities just to like, oh, look at these cool characters, and yeah, they're just awesome. True. It, yeah. And then oh, you see the the feet show up, and you're like, oh, who's that? And they later on, after season one, Favreau was like, that's kind of meant to be Boba Fett, but like, we can't say it is. And yeah. I was like, fuck you, John. What do you mean? Like, it's no one. And then he shows up, and then it has the actual, like, we see episode one of Mandalorian where he shows up, and et cetera. So, yeah, Book of Boba Fett coming out at the same time yes. next year. So we're going to have two. Two shows in December for Mandalorian, for Star Wars. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. James, what they announce? What did Marvel announce? So Marvel announced Black Knight, Ultraman, uh, called uh, Ultraman Trials of Ultraman, and Carnage, uh, Red, White, and Blood in the same vein as Wolverine. Black, Red, White, and Blood. Black, White, and Blood are getting new books. Um, this is before Marvel's full solicitation will drop uh, on Friday. Yeah. No, that's Christmas Day. So it probably will drop Christmas Eve or the day after. It'll probably be, no, because they don't post on the weekends. Yeah, so it's going to be Christmas so it'll Eve. probably be Christmas or Eve. Or tomorrow. Christmas Eve or Monday or tomorrow. Because they, they have to do it before the week's over because the uh, previews books come out next week. They would week. probably do it tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, I mean. Yeah, or Christmas Eve, yeah. So um, these are just kind of snippets of what's coming out. Uh, we knew, we've, we've talked about this before, uh, but Black Knight getting a show. Uh, Not a, a show. show. Another series. A book. After, he has a King and Black series. Yeah, which, which, is, th- which is supposed to come out, which we knew about that. But then a lot of people and me and you were speculating yeah. as well that he's gonna get another series because Eternals because of the out. Eternals movie with him in it yeah especially with Kid Harrington they got yes. like a huge guy to be him. so this makes sense it, it's going to spin out of the fall and there's um, always a, every couple of years they do a Black Knight book yeah it's we just, had one from Frank Terry in 2015 and we before that and we, and we know why it's yeah. called holding on to IP because Black Knight even though it's a universal title yeah other people can that steal the, and the, the idea design, of it yeah. yeah. Can be so. taken if you don't do something with it. Mm. So I wouldn't say Dane Whitman specifically, but no. the character of the Black Knight with the cursed blade yes. can be used unless you hold the rights. Same with Agents of Atlas. Like the exactly. That's why they come out with him all the time. Yeah, uh, Ultraman. We I told you there was going to be a sequel series. You were kind of like not into it, and then yeah, I didn't know because the way that series was set up, it definitely read it as a miniseries. Yeah. Um, if they're going to do series, uh, a series of miniseries, I think they were doing a trilogy. Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm not against it. But again, if you're going to do that, you might as well just do an ongoing, call it an ongoing quote-unquote, and just cancel it if you're doing 15. Six, uh, no, yeah, 15. That's what Berserker's doing. Berserker yeah. is a miniseries, but it's 15, so I'm like, it's just three volumes. Just call it a miniseries. Don't call it an ongoing. Yeah. They called it an ongoing prior. Like, Berserker's an ongoing. Then it says caps off 15. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with uh, Ultraman. They should have just said it's a 1 and 15, but then... People committing to a one of fifteen is a lot harder weird. than getting people to commit to one of five. Right, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. I'd like more, it, I'd more likely commit to a one in five than I would a one in fifteen. I mean, like if I like it, I have to get fifteen issues. Exactly. But if, if I like the first five, I can wait a couple months, get the next five. Yeah. As they come out, and then ooh, there's a third one. Sure, I'll get exactly. it. Exactly. I'm already two in. And also because it makes sense if you go to do six, uh, five, five, and five, um, it's fine for story wise. 
especially if they want to take gaps off in between, because from between now and next one, it's, it's like from December then March. Yeah, dude. Oh man. Or Ma- just from January to March. Imagine the Ultraman Marvel hardcover. That's gonna be savage. Oof, that's gonna be sexy. Ooh. It's gonna be good. Let me wait till that comes out then. To buy <laughs> if they even do that, they may do that because it's, it's, it's all three series. It, well, it's, well, we don't Let's know. Let's say the third two. One. Even if they do a two, that'd be a great ten issue hardcover. Yeah. Ooh. I'm only thinking three because. A trilogy makes a sense. A trilogy makes sense because it's Rise of Ultraman is the name of this yeah. one, and then Trials of and Ultraman. And the last one will be like the end of Ultraman yeah. or like the fall of Ultraman. Right. Something like that. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, normally. Yeah, so. So that's fine. I like it a lot. Uh, and the Carnage. Carnage, you, it's the same it's, thing that Wolverine yeah. got. It's just an anthology series with the character. Yeah, just like, oh, we didn't announce on the, I'll announce this now, actually. Um, same thing with the, the, the Batman, uh, the Batman, the Superman Red and Blue is the same thing as like Batman Black and White. Oh, yeah. It's just anthology series. Yeah, they're just trying to like get more writers to do extra stories. Yeah, and it's also... I, I, I think like, that's a really good I thing like in the their, industry. I yeah, like Carnage their... is a weird character to do it with, yeah. but at the same time, I'm weird as opposed to Superman and Batman. Right, like, yeah. We have Superman and Batman coming out for DC, and then yeah. we have Harley Quinn Digital, yeah. but then we have Wolverine for Marvel, which and then they're sense. like... Which makes sense, because he's a huge character, yeah. but like, Carnage. Right. And I get, since they're going black, white, and red, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a black, white, and red Conan next. That would be cool. Conan makes sense. Yeah. Or Predator. Yeah. It'd be a series where Conan versus Predator. Give it to me. They're both original. They're both owned by Dark Horse at some point. But really, what's cool about <laughs> those anthology series is that it does allow people to show off writers. Oh yeah. The, to... the first issue is Tinny Howard, Donny Cates, and Benjamin Percy. Yeah. I know you need to show off those writers because most of them are super hot right now. But it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's good to show off their chops. That and also because that and also. We know and we've like talked about this before. Some of these writers, you can't have an ongoing series. Some characters can't sustain an ongoing series. Carnage ran one for 15 issues. Yeah, that's 15 issues not ongoing, really. Like, we think about in the long scheme Ongoing things, is 25 plus in my eyes. Right. If you can make it to 25, If you make it a year. Ongoing. If you can literally make it a year. Oh, yeah, make it a year. Well, technically, Carnage did. Oh, not a year, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking uh, 24. Uh, if you make it two years, that's an ongoing. A year yeah. is long, and yes, it's 12 issues, but it's only 12 issues that ship once yeah, a month. Yeah, that's called a maxi series. Yeah, like anybody can make that. If you can series. make it to two years, that's if an ongoing. If you make it two years, yeah. there's a reason why. You actually have a story. Mm-hmm. If you're. It's story- like your Booster Gold story you have. Yeah, I have 25 it's issues. A, it's a mini series, in quotes, because you have a conclusion. Yeah. But, you know. I have, yeah. But I also, a- if they go, your book's selling really well. Uh, squeeze in another six. You'd be Absolutely. like, I got this. Yeah, okay, I, got I have this. stories. I have squeeze my head. it in. I have stories already set to go for that book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the whole thing. I think the the idea of doing anthologies are cool. And yes, a lot of people don't like that because it's like, oh, it's not canon because some of them won't be, which makes sense. Yeah, because like with uh, Marvel Presents with Wolverine, right? They introduced that weird daughter, and then, they, they and then she nothing. never shows up again. Yeah, and did nothing with that story. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in another couple issues of Black, White, and Red, though. That or Jolly Hickman. Oh, Hickman. He hasn't even brought back Jimmy Hudson yet, so I know. Poison X is yeah. what he's called now or whatever. Yeah. But they haven't brought him back yet, even though technically he's not a mutant now because he's a symbiote, so he should be in King... <gasps> what if Donnie brings him back? And me and Anna right talked about end. that. Oh, me and Anna talked about that. great if Donnie brings back I Jimmy. Thought, actually, what I think is at the end of King of Black, they can actually use that as the Poison as a big villain now, because King of Black... Depending on King of Black If ends, they kill Null, who else is there for Venom to fight? Because like he, he did Carnage. Yeah. He did... Null now. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be the poisons, because we, le- we we lost poisons with um, the X-Men Blue crossover they yeah. did right before Donnie took over. And I get, I understand, like, oh, well, he they did it already, but not really. And it also tied into Wolverine and X-Men, so it could be a Venom X-Men event. Again. The yeah. second one. But yeah. with the Hickman one. But with That'd Hickman be crazy. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Man. Marvel. Oh, God, he's going to get paid to write comics. Marvel hire us. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have to write them. 
We'll just be the idea guys. I'll just uh, yeah. Anyone else can write. It, I don't care. I just want some sort of credit. Somewhere. We'll just be the idea guys. We'll Storybody. We'll be your consultants. We'll yeah. be your historian consultants. Storybody. <laughs> but yeah. So again, I like the anthology series. Again, yeah. same thing with Ultraman and, and 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 we knew about the Black Knight thing. It was inevitable. Yeah. So you want to finish off our news, Hunter? So this is kind of more like a rumor, but Zack Snyder has done a bunch of interviews recently promoting his um a Snyder cut for Justice League on HBO Max. Right. So, uh, people are asking him a bunch of questions, and people. someone asked him about the Ayer cut for Suicide Squad. He actually said uh, he's been talking to David Ayer about his Suicide Squad director's cut, and a lot of people have been jumping at the, the speculation bone on that one, since, like, enough fans whined about getting the, um, the Snyder cut, Yeah. that after it got announced, immediately a hashtag started trending that said, release the Ayer cut. Because people are psycho. Oh, if they whined enough to get it the first time, why not get it again? That's true. I mean, I, I say whine, but I was part of it. I Just because what Snyder had was awesome. Right. And I just wanted to see it come out. Because Kevin Smith was talking about it, and he was like, it's the best piece of like DC movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, well, we got Justice League 2017, and that was kind of eh. Right. So I'd love to see the Snyder cut. Same with the air cut. I would like to see Suicide Squad if it... I mean, I'm excited for the James Gunn one. Right. Like, I would like to see Suicide Squad as it was meant to be seen with a lot of Jared Leto. Yes. As much as Jared Leto's character of Joker gets a lot of flack, yes. I like Jared Leto as an actor. Because that would have been the better story was, anyway. Yeah. If they made Joker the bad guy yes. instead of fucking Enchantress. Don't get me wrong. I thought the Enchantress villain was an interesting take, but why? Because it, it, it undermines the complete idea of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And they hired Cara Delevingne, who's not a great actress, but she's good. She's delivered great performances. Yes. And they gave her nothing to work with. No. They gave her actual just like, here you go, have fun. And it's like, okay, come on. Sorry, that's, I'm unfolding a poster at the same time. That's the Future State poster with all the legacy characters on it. I figured I'd put the uh, one with the new guys on it. I kind of want this. Take it then, it's yours. That's John Stewart. I'm aware. Anthony says he looks like a Somali pirate. <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's gonna walk up to Hal and go, "I am the captain now," <laughs> even though he's been the captain. <laughs> the right? Oatmeal sandwich. Oh, cookies. According to sent me, there's an oatmeal sandwich. I was like, "Ew!" But it's that cookie. Okay. <laughs> all right, so that's our news for the week. It's kind of short. We did that for two reasons. Um, one, one, because there's nothing. There really is nothing. It's end of the year. Also, um, oh, too many, too many rumors. Yeah. Next year, next week is gonna be worse with books and with news. We think. Yes. Next week, they could easily be like, another investors meeting. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's because a lot... The DC it, investors meeting. Like, oh, God, if only. <laughs> Give us more CW shows. I know. <laughs> um, really, because uh, for two reasons. One, uh, if you know by the title, uh, we are talking about our best of 2020, even though there, you think there's not a lot of books that came out. There's actually a lot more when you think about it, when you look things up. Um, so, And we also want to give more time to talk about the books um, that we were reviewing this week and what we're talking about for our award ceremony. Um, so the standard rules apply from last year, so we'll go over the rules real quick, what we did. The book either had to start in 2020 and finish at least six issues, or finish one, story one arc. arc. One story it could arc. be four, five, six. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I had to start at least in 2020 and, and finish a story arc within 2020, or end it in 2020. Yeah. Like, the last issue came out in 2020, and then it gets collected, etc. Right. That's the only way this works, because... Um, otherwise... Because COVID hit, and we, we had no books. That, let's or let's also, let's be fair... It's the best way to make books count because a book can run from because it could start at the tail end of, of 2019 and 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 then finish 
Mm-hmm. The majority of the run was in 2020. And people will say it's the best book of 2019 because it came out in 2019. Yeah, but I don't, we don't count that. Yeah. It, it, we count it as a 2020 book because it yeah, ended. We count the majority of it. Yeah, if the majority of the run was in this or the story arc was in this run, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, also, we everything's open. Miniseries, ongoings are open for all this. Even like one-shot so stories. all count for yeah. this list. Um, because there's only two of us and we only do two books a piece. Um so we don't want to be here for 18 million hours yeah. talking about it. So we got um, Marvel and DC this week. Yes. Next week we'll have a little bit more, but that's because it's indies. Yes. Uh, so we're going to start off with DC. Um, so Hunter, you want to hit me with one of your, your DC books? So uh, did, uh, we're also going to do honorable mentions as well. Yes. Yes. Books that we liked but haven't finished or we don't think deserve or our have, number one or, or number two spot. Yeah, or haven't finished technically. They don't f- almost hit, they almost hit our qualifications for this yeah. year. But something was different, or we just some, why was it up there? But yeah, go ahead. So for DC, I'm gonna start out with my second favorite book. Okay, right. Start at the bottom, and then we'll do honorable mentions after. Yeah. Second favorite book, Batman: Three Jokers by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok. Okay. I believe it was Jason Fabok. Yes. Right? Yes. I want to double check. Yes. It was. Credit where credit is due. So this book was insanely uh, difficult to process when it first came out because we've been waiting six years for this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been six, but it's... Yeah, it's been six. Someone actually put it up the timeline. It's been like six years. No, it was issue 40 of Justice League, which 2012... Oh, my God. It was like six years. Yes. Oh, my God. Not for issue 40. It was issue 45. Either way, th- th- yeah, it's been six years since Three Jokers was teased, and we got nothing until this year. Damn. You know, but it was just... It was a great read. Uh, I liked... I think we talked about it uh, as a store book a couple months ago. We did. Uh, issue one, we did. I really liked the Batgirl-Jason dynamic until the end. I didn't like how they were like, if if, if you don't read my note and you don't say anything, uh, no I'll, never bring, I'll, never, I'll never bring it up again. They, they can tell what I'm doing. They can see you. <laughs> we need to have a camera. <laughs> No, like I didn't like that, but everything else was fine. Yeah. Like, I liked, like, nobody ever writes a book that has Jason and Barbara in it that has, like, a real, like, duo between them. Like, right. we always see them all show up and they have, like, one or two words with each other. But this was a story that was dedicated to them. One, because it was tied to the Joker. And two, because I feel like Jeff Johns was like, nobody ever does this. Let's do this. But also mostly the Joker thing. Because yeah. one of the Jokers each did something to them, etc. Makes sense. Right. I liked the twist with Joe Chill. Yes. I liked the double twist with the Jokers by the end of it. Yes. I was like, okay. They also had a there can only be one mentality. Which is cool. Which is great because the one Joker was like, <laughs> I win, fuck you. Yeah. Even though you think the, you think the mastermind is going to be the one that does it. But yeah, it's not. No. And you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool to see. We finally got it. I'm a big fan of Jeff Johns, even yeah. if a lot of people don't like him right now. Yeah. Maybe because he's uh, doing some stuff. But, you know, otherwise, it's pretty good. Not confirmed. So not confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say anything, but not confirmed. Yeah. But you know, I really like Jeff Johns' writing. I think yeah. his stories are great. And this one was just another great story that we finally got closure on yeah. from that tease we got that blew up the entire internet for like a good month when that book came out so yeah that is my number two dc book of 2020 okay james what did you read my number two what book, did you pick uh, my, yeah, I know what i read <laughs> uh, my number two uh pick for dc is actually legion superiors written by brian michael bendis Ooh, you're doing double bendis aren't you yeah. You son of a bitch. I know. That's why I told you I was in all break before. I was like, you're going to hate my list. It's not that. Okay. To preface this, I said it to James before. There are a couple writers in general, not just DC's Pantheon, that you either love them or you hate them. Yes. And I named Scott Snyder, Brian Michael Bendis, and Tom King. You either absolutely love them 
or you absolutely hate them. And there's no real middle ground. Right. Bendis is one of the guys where it's like, I don't really like Bendis that much. I can see why people do. Yeah. But I don't get it. Yes. At least for the DC side, I liked a lot of his Marvel work. Right. Like Miles Morales, all the Spider-Man stuff, that was great. Yeah. But like looking at his DC stuff, I'm like, oh, he went downhill, personally. That's just wrong to preface it. I know. As where my anger comes from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I picked Legion of Superheroes as my number two. Um, That's I, had what, 12 issues right now? Uh, 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did it for, the reason why it's my number two um, is because the middle story arc is kind of weak. Um, well, trials, right? Trials, yeah. Mm. Which should have been a better story. Um, I mean, it was also going around the same time as The Truth, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, I, no, but anyway. I think Bendis was trying to focus more on that right. story. And we talk about this yeah. outside of the he show. He picks one book to, to, focus, to on. focus on the most. Because yeah. he did, when he came to DC, we talked about this, he did nine books. Yeah. Nine books. Yeah. All at once. And it's like, it's, and I get where it's kind of hard. So well, they get I, Bendis, they want to use him. They got him an exclusive contract. They want to use him. Exactly. So, so <laughs> maybe it's why I chose Legion as one of my top two is I'm a big Legion fan and it's a cool reimagining of Legion without taking away the, the what makes Legion Legion. Yeah. So, really, like a lot of people have a problem with the current Legion, like the designs. I'm like, that's not. That's just art. That's it's art. A, yeah, the artist like, interprets it differently. Yeah, and it's fine. Like, if you don't like, oh, they made Lightning Lad black. Who cares? That's honestly stupid. It Who doesn't cares? matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter they, yeah. because their race does not matter to their character unless unless you're Torak and you're the first and only Black Legionnaire member from the Silver Age, <laughs> coming from an island of only Black people, up to our planet of only Black people. Then yeah. That's when your race matters, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme because the Legion shouldn't. You, you, it's a way to change that. So I like Bendis' stuff. Um, what I do like, he went very classic with bringing Superboy, a Superboy, into <laughs> Legion. Don't like how he did it, though. You don't like Adult John. Personally. Yeah, but you don't I like think Adult that, John. But I like the... Let me finish my thing. The Gleason Tomasi run. I know. I gotta say. Um, because you don't like Adult John. I will John. praise it till the day I die. I know, you just don't like Adult John. I so. just don't... I think they... I, it's not that I don't like Adult John. It's just that... You missed so much time by agent by yeah, aging him Yeah, they did that on purpose, though. They knew that. I know, but, like, Damien's been young for 10 years. John was around for literally two years, and they were like, now he's 17. Well, that's because Just because Legion wanted the to Legion, happen. yeah. It's a better story. Bring back Connor. They did. I know, young but they, he brought it back and at the wrong point. I'll talk about this later. I know, he brought it back. Mm. Again, I didn't talk about all again, this time for Venice. your book. I'm sorry. You bring up heated things. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... So really, like, um, what I like a lot is that it does go back to the old school Silver Age days where a Superman family member is part of the Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, it does go back to the fact that Superman did find the Legion technically when he created the United Planets in the uh, in the Superman book. Um, I do like the fact that they're keeping secrets from John about why he's really there and stuff like that. That thing they're not telling him. Um, I like the whole House of L that ties back to current timeline stuff. But, oh, your friend's Damien. We shouldn't really tell him what he becomes. You know? Or, like, there's, like, little Easter eggs here and there. Like, oh, how Gotham's, like, this, like, utopia planet. And this whole, like, other stuff about other heroes existing. The fact that Dr. Fate is on the Legion. Mm-hmm. That the Gold Lantern exists. Which has a big mystery behind it. Which all. hopefully we'll get soon. Yeah. The answer, yeah. Maybe that'll be your 2021 best DC book. Yeah, Maybe it'll be mine. I know. I just want to know what's up. Well, that's the whole like, thing. Because we see Kyle become the White Ranger. The White Ranger. <laughs> we see Kyle become the White Lantern. <laughs> They're Power Rangers. We see Kyle become the White uh, Lantern. And that was like such a huge Messiah yeah. thing. Yeah. Now we have a gold one. And they explain, like, and Brainy knows, like, the. Because he's talking. There's a scene in. Um, the, what does it uh, even this... represent? Greed? Like. 
Well, the whole thing—that's orange. So Brainy is talking to um, uh, the Owens, and then they're like, "Yeah, they're hiding something from us because he was looking up the Age of Heroes." And he goes, "There's something amiss with your Guardians," and like something else. He goes, "Well, why can't you do that?" Well, the Guardians just never told me I could do things like this. Mm. The same thing, like the fact that Doctor Fate. The reason why I like this so much, like Doctor Fate's there. Um, the Gold Lantern exists. The the Trident is a thing. It, because they're like, oh, well, the things that were kind of questions and mysteries that they never talked about in the um, old, any other Legion series, mm-hmm. they always kind of always focus, focus on the Superman myth. Bendis is a good historian. And that's what it is. For what it's Why worth. I like so much Legion stuff is that they're focusing on the uh, Age of Heroes mythology so much so that like, they're bringing back like, the, the trident of Aquaman, the fact that they know something that Batman did in Gotham is a big thing. That's something that Damien does is a big change in in, in the history of, uh, of the the DC universe. The fact that there were crises beforehand. The fact that Doctor Fate exists in the future. Yeah, no doubt. That's a big thing that that will exist in the future. You know that the, that the Gold Lantern is now whatever has happened to the emotional spectrum. You know, type of thing. Uh, what else? Other oh, the Tornado Twins are kind of alluded to. Um, it's things like that that make you go, yeah. This is why I like reading. It, yes, it, it is pretty much out of canon if you want to think about it because it's set so far in the future. It doesn't, no, <laughs> it's like future state. It's potential future. Well, because <laughs> Legion is the direct future, but how you get there can always change in the interim. Mm. So I do like the story a lot. Um, like I said, the only I have one weak part of that entire run is the trial of Legion because I think what they should have done is made it a nine-issue story arc by itself. Mm. With you know, when we talk about this on the show about the covers and everything and how they could have drawn it out, and each issue would have been a focus on a character. You've got an origin and a little bit of the, the, the stuff, a little bit of origin, a little bit of stuff. Um, bring up to wrap up the true trial because it seems it was built up for such a big arc to kind of fizzle out, mm-hmm. but it does allude to something greater. Uh, and I kind of do it makes. Legion's one of the books I'm always excited to read when it comes out. Yeah. I want to see where the next step is going. Mm-hmm. You're so, also a big Superman guy. So like, yeah. you see Superboy and you're like, but oh, what it's are they that, doing? Yes. But it, it's that and also for the fact um, it's done very well. Yeah. Like I said, like, it, it's done very well story-wise. And I like the art. I said The one thing about the art I didn't like was when they did trial when they'd have different artists each page. And that I hate was that. a little no, weird. I hate that in every book. Yeah. They are, I'll ever do that in. Um... But no, I, I like it a lot. I like I said, it's just because it's a legion. It's it's a mix between classic legion stuff and very new kind of stuff, and it's actually really cool. So yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, so yeah you want to do you make a good argument? I will actually. Um, I do want to check out the Legion book because I feel like Legion is one of the only parts of the DC universe that I never touch. Yeah, like I watched the TV show when I was a kid. Yeah, I like but like. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. But, like, I never touched the books, so when this book finally becomes, like, a full, like, thick boy yeah. trade, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. Because it seems like there's a lot of cool lore stuff. That's what it and is. I like potential future content. Like, Batman Beyond has always interested me. Right. Because, like, what could happen? Exactly. And that's why Future State's super interesting to me right now, because, like, they even announced it. They're like, it's a potential future. Yeah. It's it might not happen, but it's some stories of, that we can tell. Yeah, but it's basically their version of the end. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, no, I like it a lot, so... Uh, do you want to do honorable mentions? Yes, we'll do honorable ones? mentions right. right before. I was going to say we should do honorable mentions before we talk about books, but we did two. We'll do honorable mentions and we'll do number one. Yeah, like every That's countdown. That's how we'll do it. <laughs> like every countdown. Technically, even though there's only two on this list. I know. So, so you want to do your honorable I'm going to run first? through some honorable mentions. Okay. So uh, DC's Dead Planet. Okay. It has not finished yet as of this episode, which yes. comes out tomorrow. Uh, comes out Wednesday. Yes. Um, issue seven is not out yet. But as of what we know for DC's Dead Planet right now, it is really good. 
we always praise Tom Taylor every month for killing off our favorite characters. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I can't know. wait for him to do Nightwing after um, Future State's yes. over. It is going to be great. Nightwing's logo now doesn't have the Batman symbol behind it, nope. which means he's his own man, in quotes, yeah. which is what a lot of people have been complaining about. Like, Nightwing's been separated from Batman for so long. I mean, not really, but like... Yeah. Why can't does he have to have the bat behind him? So now he finally gets his own logo. We have the Suicide Squad team teaming up. Um, so which Tom King and uh, Bruno Redondo created, yeah. So DC's Dead Planet's awesome. Like I love seeing all like the alternate uh, history, not alternate, alternate history stuff. Uh, um, alternate universe. Basically, um, well, okay, Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah. The like I love so, Earth Two. Yeah, and Earth Two Society. Please bring that back. Maybe Chippy D, Chippy Z. So I'll do my second honorable mention then. I'll do my honorable mention next. One my one. So I did Deceased Unkillables actually. Interesting. Um, the trade I think came. Oh, I think it ended earlier this year, or the trade came out this year. It still counts. Either one. Um, I did Unkillables. Uh, again, trying back to. I'm like, oh, trade ties into yours. What's cool is like the first volume is the main superheroes. Yes. The second volume is Unkillables, and that's like the Suicide Squad and Red Hood. And the third volume is mostly Magic People. And it's, I kind of like how he's also a mix of everything kind of calmly. Well, yeah, because it's potentially the finale. Yeah. And oh, the Hope at World's then, End is like it, the build up. Yeah. Hope at World's End is kind of like, hey, do you want a filler story that happened between one and two? Yeah. Or so, one, um, two, one, one, one point five and three. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, <laughs> what I like so much about um, Unkillables, it, it takes that Suicide Squad element. Which tends to get jumbled up a lot when mm-hmm. they focus constantly on Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang and Deadshot, and and it takes away the idea of the fear of them dying, dying every issue. Yeah, which is what Tom Taylor kind of brought back, yes. and which we know Tom Taylor is good for because of deceased. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and why like Unkillables lot because Unkillables made it seem like any of these guys can die at any time. No one is safe, and no one is safe, and that's what made that book so good. Mm-hmm. And so yes, that's why it's an honorable mention. The only reason why they make my top two list was only three issue thing, and I hate three issue books. Yeah, three issue books are a little weird. Yeah. Again, and I say this knowing I read these uh, uh, parts of Dead Planet that you have to read Unkillables to understand some parts of of Dead Planet. They they kind of recap it, but they need to know a lot. Yeah, because there's certain things that happen. Well, I won't spoil it for you. I don't know you're waiting, but there's some like one major thing that happens. I can't wait for the omnibus. I know the one that major thing that happens in that book. Literally, if you did not read that book, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm And which is only separate unkillable. So that's my, my big knock on it. So that's yeah, why they totally make my list. All right, so what's your second uh, one? Next honorable mention is Nightwing Joker War Collateral Damage. Okay. I'm only putting this on here because like, I didn't really like a lot of the Nightwing stuff. I know last year I praised it. Not praised it. I talked about how like Jeff, uh, Jeff Jurgens, <laughs> Dan Jurgens came in and like saved what was happening and like kind of made it like a little more Nightwingy. Yeah. Rather than it being Nightwing Squad. Yeah. And then Rick is just hanging out. He actually made Rick like a main character in his book again. Yeah. And as much as I like the other detectives, it was still fine. But um the collateral damage stuff for the Joker War finally brought Dick Grayson out of his court uh, court of owls mind controlled bullshit. So I I I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And I know a lot of Joker War stuff was pretty controversial because of like at least through retailers because of like how just whatever it was. Yeah. But I really liked the Nightwing story. Yeah, there so. you go. What's your next honorable mention? My next honorable mention is actually, I thought I memorized this. I got mine on my list before. Uh, mine is actually Strange Adventures. Uh, Same. That's my next one. Okay, yeah. So Strange Adventures, so we can just talk about it. Um, hell yeah, Strange Adventures. Tom um, King, hell yeah. Yeah, the main reason why um, it's an honorable mention is because it's not over yet. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're on issue six? Yeah. Or seven? We're only halfway through. Yeah. Um, and yes, I know we would fit our criteria of fitting a story arc, but it's not, it's a miniseries. It's so. also it's a Tom King book, and like they don't wrap up until issue 12. Right. Like, like you, we can count Rorschach, but like. Not really. Not really, because it's only, yeah. That's yeah. So, 
we it makes more sense for the the only reason why it's it's an armor is because it's not over yet and you have to read the entire twelve and there's no and like there's there, yes there is uh, a climax and that's where we're at right now yeah um but you well, have I don't to, think Mister Miracle came out in uh six and six I think it just came out in twelve oh it came out in twelve yeah so yeah but they, Vision like, came out six and six yeah like this Vision out, was different though. right this came out in twelve yeah so Strange Adventures will probably be twelve come out in twelve. But that's also why. So it's a great story. Mm-hmm. It's a cool political intrigue. I love all that stuff. But like I said, the only reason why... It also why... shows a nice spotlight on a character you really don't see right. take a lot. Like, he's been in books. Like, he was in Justice League United for a while. Yeah. He teams up with Hawkman a lot. Exactly. Like, you don't see a lot of... Of uh, uh, Adam Strange. Yeah, so. no. It's really he, cool. He's like a pulp hero. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, like he's Flash said, Gordon mixed with Luke Skywalker. Yeah, well. that's the whole thing. Like, it's really cool that they, that he, he he's spotlighting this character... Um, it actually really is cool to see kind of like the how he takes modern, real world stuff and throws it in here. Like this is going to be uh, uh, kind of like a play on the Mueller report. Yeah, um, which is really cool. I like all that stuff. Um, but like I said, it's just not over yet. So we Rorschach can't... is supposed to be based off of um, the 2016-2020 elections, which makes sense. Yeah, which actually, when you look at it, it makes a lot of yeah, sense. It's really cool to see like how he ties it so close to pol- to politics because he was ex CIA. Yeah, and again. If this is not your thing, I get it. I definitely understand why people kind of, like, shit on Tom King a little bit when it comes to his Maxi series. Because they're like, oh, well, it's, it's too this, it's too that, but... I don't like politics, and that's honestly why I stopped reading the Captain America book by Coates. Yeah. Or Coatesay, however yeah. you pronounce it. But I love Tom King's books because he doesn't shove it down your throat but as Coates hard... But doesn't. And I, I, f- I felt too political, but I was, to be fair, I was also reading Captain America. Which is like Captain Politics. Yeah. Like, I wasn't reading Black Panther, which I heard was much better. Yeah. But like, I was reading Captain America and I was like, there's so much politics. I remember when Rick Remender was doing it and he was fighting Dr. Mindbubble. Can we go back to that? And that's the whole thing. Like, <laughs> reading the Iron Nail. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So, yes, that's the one thing that the knock on, on King, but I like that part. You know, I like a lot uh, of that's politics. That's why I like his stuff. But if you don't want politics, read Tom King's Omega Men or read Tom King's Grayson. That is no politics in there. It's just spies you and think space that. stuff. I mean,. You think there's always a, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's uh, everything has politics. Omega Man actually, I forgot what he based Omega Man on, the story of Omega yeah. Man on. At least I didn't pick it up as much as like when reading this or Rorschach. Oh, yeah, or even the, Mr. Yeah. Miracle, you yeah. can pick it up. You're like, eh, something's going on here. Because, you know, Mr. Miracle's got to take up the mantle to fight Darkseid and kill Big Mom and whatever. Yeah. Big Mom. Big that's, Mom. that's a one piece of character. I was like, what? Like, Granny goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You got to go kill Big Big Mom. <laughs> It's the it's the crossover we didn't know was happening. The One Piece <laughs> DC crossover. <laughs> hey, you never know this day and age. I mean, Marvel's doing the uh, Marvel's Je- at Attack on Titan. No, there's um, uh, Deadpool exclusive comic coming out for Japan only, and it's canon to the Deadpool series. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, it's coming. Out, I forgot what magazine's coming out in. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, do you want to uh, do the my final honorable mention because we talked about Strange Adventures? Yeah, Far Sector. Okay, I think we talked about it as an honorable mention last year as well. Yes, it's still really good. Yes, it continues to be an awesome procedural drama that Grant Morrison promised us that he did not deliver on. <laughs> I know. We got this one. This is the best Green Lantern book I've read in years, and, and I'm yeah, a huge oh Hal God, Jordan yeah. fan, and I'm a huge um, Core fan. Yeah. So reading this, I'm just like. Why can't all Green Lantern books be this cool? They're space police, but they never do space police things. No. There was a series, um, the, the Rebirth series, not Green Lanterns. That was its own thing. Yeah. Humphreys had a great, uh, did a great run on that. Um, the, oh, I forget who wrote it, but Sandoval did the artwork on most of it. It was the Green Lantern Corps book. Yeah. It was Hal and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. And HLC. they barely did cop stuff. Yeah. They fought General Zod for some reason. Uh, at, at a point, they were like, let's go it. fight Superman's bad like, guy. I, I get oh, that. Because he was trying to take over oh, a planet yeah. to make it new Krypton and, 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 or whatever. Yes, and and like, that's somewhat of that's somewhat of a cop thing, but 
it's not as copy as you think a cop drama would be, and that's right. what Far Sector is. Right. And I think that's what's so cool if about it Far finished, Sector. it would be my number one DC book, yeah. but it's because now it's coming out bi monthly. Monthly, yeah. Because after being in Young Animal, um, since it was the only book that passed six issues because it was supposed to be a 12 issue, yeah. they decided to put it in Black Label now. Which makes sense. Which it, would, it should have been there first. Yeah. But now it's coming out bi monthly, which is what most Black Label books do. Yeah. Which I think is a little annoying it because is. the book is so good, but that means it'll be at my top of the list next year. Yeah, so, no, right. <laughs> At least I can talk about like, it next year. It's finally over. Talk about three years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'll do my final album mention. My final album mention is He-Man versus the, uh, Masters of the Multiverse. Oh, hell yeah. Someone's got to talk about He-Man. So I like He-Man a lot. Who uh, doesn't like He-Man? So I was the only... I, I, this is the one memory I have. I talk about it all the time. I know. This is my one huge memory I have from this comic book store before I started working here. I remember coming in when I was younger when the He-Man books were coming out for DC, like actively, like ongoings. Yeah. And it was He-Man Eternity War 17 specifically, that issue. Then I remember Ant going... Um, uh, uh, giving it to me and going, here's your He-Man. And I looked at the shuffle. I was like, oh, He-Man must have sold out. It must be super popular. And it's like, actually, you're the only one who orders He-Man, so I only get one. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a super awesome series. No, right. But it was still, I, I love He-Man. So it, it, this is one of those memories I get from like when I'm thinking about the comic book store. Just like, Aunt telling me you're the only one who gets He-Man. <laughs> like, that's just so funny. <laughs> Dude, like, I think it says something about how the DC landscape was back in the day, but... Yes. So, um... He-Man Eternity War. Check it out. It's I know, good. exactly. It's good. Um, so I like Our work is baller. Yeah. The reason why I like this a lot, um, I am a big He-Man fan. I've, I've been trying to get... Like, I have some written The trade. trades are hard to get yeah. because... I have all the issues if you ever want to check them yeah. out. So it's hard. It's just hard to get them. Because they're the out trade. of print. Yeah. And now people want to charge you up the ass because they're like, oh, you can't get them anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can um, probably find him for cheap on Amazon. Right. But, but the reason why the I like this uh, series so much is that it does play with it. I like anything multiverse, and I explain this a lot on the show. You like a lot of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. So this was kind of their crisis. And same thing, like when Red Sonia, when Red Sonia, Sonia Versal, Sonia Versal comes, Sonya out. comes out next month, I think. Yes, I will be reviewing that. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe next week. And then get the trade. <laughs> yeah, if you, I, I think you got um, Betty Pages. Are you going to get the Betty Page crisis once it comes out in trade? When it comes out in trade, I'm going to get the crisis on Infinite Earths. It might not. It, it might be, but I'm going to still behind on all the yeah. things. That's the Betty Page crisis. Yeah. And they had a Jughead crisis issue. It was one issue. Yeah, but that was... Oh, no, Time Police. Time Police was the crisis one. Yeah. So, that's why I like this so much, because it took took the canon that they were building, Mm -hmm. and they were like, this is the story of the canon we've been building for for years in our DC line. It even tied into the He-Man and... uh, Not the He-Man. It tied into the DC and Injustice crossover as well. Right. Loosely. Yeah. But it ties into everything they've been building up to at the point at this mm-hmm. point, which is really cool. And I like to see that that this is a culmination of everything, and it leads off like, hey, we may be doing other books in the future that involve these certain characters. I would love to do a He-Man book for DC, and it's phenomenal. I, I like the art a lot, and I do like the I fact that story, when do it. the when they're in different universes. I said this about the the Miles book, um, no, uh, Spider Verse when it came out. The the, the new Spider Verse book. book, yeah, yeah, with Miles um, and Star. When they travel to different worlds, the art style changes. And I'm like, that's cool. I like, see they went to like the I see when He Man from other universes come in, They're their art style looks a little bit different. Like the they have the little um the the one from the, the video game. No, it's actually the art is taken from the video game. Yes, but that's the one they use for the fifth for the cartoon, which I thought was lame. No, they, no. You see the finale? They, they fix it by the end. Yes. Okay, gotcha. The gotcha, fina- gotcha. The, the, the when they first TV introduce show. him, he's yeah. supposed to be the one from the TV show. But Kinda okay, of. they must they fix it, it, it then okay. because the video game's so close to the TV show. Yeah. But no, they when he shows up, it's actually you see the Adam from the uh, the He Man from the actual TV show. He's the final world they go to. Oh, okay, guys, I didn't read yeah. the last one. That's, that's why because that's the final world they go to. That's what's cool. I know cool they got the it. space one from the future He Man yes. stuff, which I thought people hated, and I also liked how they got like 
Skeletor He-Man. Yes. That was awesome. It was really cool. I like it a lot. Uh, it I think, up. um, oh god, who did that? Humphreys? Was it Humphreys? I don't know, I didn't write it down. Orlando. No, oh my god, I don't know. I didn't write it down. I'll look it up later. We were, we were like, oh, I'm, mention, I'm not going to mention who did it, but anyway. Yeah. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, that's my honorable mention. Uh, did you get your final honorable mention? I forgot now. Uh, yeah, I did. It was far Sector. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, Tim Seeley. Wow. Nice. Look at me being mega wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's go on to our final our top books of DC of twenty twenty. I will start off with my final one. It is Flash Finish Line by Joshua Williamson and Rafa Sandoval. I think a couple artists also helped out on this, but Rafa was the one I found right. did the most of it. This was the culmination of everything Williamson has ever done with the Legion of Zoom coming right before finish line. Oh, God. He like he, Williamson just wrapped up his entire one hundred issue run in like so six good. issues and it was so good. It's so good. As, as much slack as you can give Williamson for not always writing the best arcs, yeah. his Flash has always been a very high book on my list to right. read. I always read it first. There, I remember there's a bunch of um, times where I like would be reading Flash and I'd go, I need to cut down on books I read too much just before I drop my pull list yeah. only three books. Like, I'd be reading and I'd be like, okay, okay. you know, Flash, it, like, it's just okay. The Flash is just okay. Like, it was like during the middle of the arcs. Like, yeah. issues like 30 to 50. I was like, eh, these are just okay. But then there would be times where I would go, oh, I really want to read Flash again. And I would buy every back issue I missed. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, why do I do this to myself? I, I, I like Barry Allen. Honestly, <laughs> I do the same thing when I, uh, anytime I read Flash, I like, I'm going to pick it up in singles. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm, and I have now. I miss, I miss reading Flash. Look at, if you look at my, if you ever look at <laughs> my, fair, sh- Force Quest was poo-poo. I know it was. If you ever look at my house, and when you go to my, and you've been to my house before, you've seen my library, uh, my office, and you look at it and you go, don't you buy this in singles? Like, yeah, some of the stuff I have on the, like on my shelf is where I buy singles and 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 stuff like that that I just rebuy. I do that too. Sometimes. But then sometimes Shirtless there Bear are complete run runs of stuff that I've never touched a single issue for it, like when it came out mm-hmm. and I have the entire run. I have almost every Flashbook now in trade. Yeah, because I love same thing. I, I want to get all the Flashbooks. They're just so too. good. I want to get Flashpoint, which I already own, yeah. all the way up to Rebirth's end of Josh Williamson. Yeah, and see where I'm I have uh, I have from Flash Rebirth all the way till. Uh, the end of New Fifty Two. I have I have to start with Williamson stuff later. Oh, jealous. Yeah, I have the first three volumes, I believe. Yeah, but I'm and I see them all the time here and at Fourth World, and I'm like, oh god, I, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, tempted to buy. I them. know, it's like I, it's like money is a thing because it, it, it's it's like, so good. Even though they came out ten years ago, this is good. Like they still cost cover price, and yeah. I'm like, ooh, you're you're rubbing up my cheap bastard sides. Yeah, so because I already own these. Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't read them, I just put them on I the shelf. I definitely get that. But it's, like I said, Flash is a really great run. That's actually a really yeah. cool uh, run you picked as your yeah. top DC. Because, like, again, I think last year I also put Flash down as one you of did. my favorites. That's because it's the books I read because the books I like a lot. Yeah, but you have to stop doing that. No, because this is the culmination. I, was, I wasn't going to put Flash on, yeah. but then I was like, but this was Williamson's last final run. It was really, really right. good. So if, if Williamson kept going and he didn't end his run this year, this wouldn't be on my list. It would be yeah. honorable mention for sure, like right. Nightwing. Like Nightwing didn't end. No. So I, that's why it's in the honorable mentions list. Because yeah. I still read it, it's still good. Yeah. Spider Man's not on my honorable mentions because we'll you know t- I like Spider Man. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But also, we'll I'm going to yell at Nick Spencer because Nick Spencer doesn't fucking do. Oh, he doesn't do reveals good. I know. And we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the. We'll talk about that in like 10 minutes. All right. Not so, I'll what was your number one book of this My year? number one, DC. as Hunter spoiler before, is Young Justice. I didn't spoil it. I said this is more Bendis. I know. And there's like eight uh, Bendis books in DC. I so. know. Uh, exactly, right? <laughs> it's Pearl. <laughs> It's Plunge. Oh, that's Joe Hill. Um, Plunge is good, though. Yeah. I thought about using one of the Black Lizard, uh, one of the, uh, the Hill House, Hill House books. books. 
They sold out so much here. I wasn't able to. I was never able. Yeah, exactly. I read. We 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 read the first ones of all of them. Yeah, because we did them all on the show at some point. Yeah, and like I think the only one I kept up on was Basketful of Heads. Because that was the only one that we ordered so much. Yeah, all the other ones we never had any copies. No, I was like, I can't read these. (laughs) Um, so my number my number one is Young Justice by by Venice, where various artists throughout the series. Another Superman book. Superboy, another Superboy book. Um, you'll have a theme there. <laughs> yeah, this is the third Superboy book you're going to talk about today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, Young Justice is what I, the reason why I love the Young Justice so much, it's kind of what I liked so much about Jeff Johns' Teen Titans run, and what I missed so much from the New 52. Because the that, New 52 that's, that's, Teen that's Titans two. book was edgy. I like that, actually. I do like that I like run. I like a lot, though. I have it. I actually have the entire series. Um, not new, I didn't even say New 52 Teen Titans. Um, Rebirth. What, yeah, what 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 we've been missing from the Teen Titans for a long time of is that it be, it wasn't the Teen Titans book is a mix between like family and like like a coming of age story that we weren't getting in Teen Titans, especially with the new Teen Titans run. Yeah, with Full Throttle, those characters don't like each other even after four like twenty five issues right. of being friends. And that's the whole thing. Like you had the run before that. With Crush Damien. still, it doesn't like Damien. I'm like, that's it's been fine. I don't mind that. Like I don't mind like the drama because that's a part of you this. Still need drama, yeah. But like the like the thing with Damien kidnapping like Starfire and all these guys to form his oh, that, that was the original rebirth, right? Thing, yeah. That's what I'm talking about too. And I, that's what I'm talking about. He kidnapped the original Teen Titans. Like, are you to, like, kidding me? Them except for Cyborg. And yeah, like, which is stupid. Like, he adds Aqualad to it. And then like this run is again, it, like it it it, it, miss, it was missing that family drive. That connectivity between the characters. None of them are even closely related to even being or, friends right now. Right, or even like the likability of some of those characters. They're too fresh. Dude, they, made, to they made Emiko like a mean asshole. I don't mind that. I just don't. I don't need Edge Lord Teen Titans. And that what we. That's what we've well, been that's getting. What you get when you get Damien. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. And I always said that. And I, you didn't like Jin ever since her introduction. You're right. Like, that's dumb. Why is a three thousand year old genie on the Teen Titans? <laughs> like, I, and the whole, there's a lot of reasons why I give that Teen Titans run a lot of slack. A lot of slack. Um, but then they introduced at the, around the same time they did that. They introduced Young Justice, and the Young Justice, not only as a fan of the original Young Justice team, and and then Jeff Johns Teen Titans run with and that team <laughs> and the TV show. Well, no, really, because it goes Young Justice as a comic book, and then when they join the Teen Titans, when they're mm-hmm. uh, that team becomes the Teen Titans. Yeah. It's great because they make a joke about um, Cassie not wearing the, the the brunette wig anymore and her <laughs> taking the name as Wonder Girl. And so, yeah, because she just needed disguise. Anyway. Right, it was a, this whole cool setup. Um, and then the Young Justice is even with the new characters added, there's still this feeling of family and togetherness, and it's so light and fresh. It, it, it's like drinking a, a glass of lemonade on a hot summer day. It was, <laughs> it, it was as I mean, it, it was so good. The stories were nice. The only thing I did knock was um, when they did go to, um, what's not other world? Gem world, not gem world. Scarak. Okay. Uh, and the guy who created the uh, warlord did the art for it. I'm like, eh, I'm not crazy about his art, but that's whatever. That's why it's various artists that did the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really like, again, every and every character has a chance to start, and I kind of hate. They even give Bart a full issue. Yeah. And it's actually really sad. Yeah. Because he goes to the future where the future's like complete, like Gotham is a police state. Now we can see mm-hmm. why in future state. Oh, well, yeah. Um, and Bendis stuff like was, that. Bendis was teeing it up way back in issue yeah. 16, which was only like six months ago. And he's but. explaining things like he brought back Earth 3 and explained like, hey, the crime scene is going to be missing, which goes back to Forever Evil with mm-hmm. them dying during that. Like it was such a good, every every character that was in that book got a showcase. Mm-hmm. Even Ginny Hex, even though she's getting a special yes. next week. 
Um, and that's the whole thing. Like, and what makes me so sad that the series ended where it could have gone on to replace the Teen Titans. I think it's because Gleason left and they were gearing up for Future State. I think yes. Young Justice will relaunch because they said uh, Bendis wants to do more Wonder Comics. Yeah. We know Naomi season two right. is coming. Next he did say uh, he did say in the interview that if uh, if COVID didn't happen, season two would have been started and finished. That okay, makes sense. Um, but that's the thing. I really think um, Young Justice is one of those books that like, hey, do you not want Edge Lord Teen Titans books or like, <laughs> or, 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 or or like, hey, do you like? That's like, the whole thing. Like, do you want but the whole not... thing of Wonder Comics was supposed to comics are for everyone, which is always the motto. But yeah. Wonder Comics pushed that to an extreme where they're like. Even if you're a jovial like newcomer to comics, you can understand these characters. Yeah, they brought back the Wonder Twins. Yeah, the comic's kind of weird. They brought back Dial. Yeah, it was weird. And Dial, it was way I too. I love Age. Um, Wonder Twins was the kiddiest out of all. Yes, yes. But I also liked it a lot because it was dumb and fun. Yeah, well, that's Hunter Boy. How do how do you do Zan and Jane without making them stupid? I know. Like it, it's just. I know. I do like I said. I think the one thing that Young Justice does bring to the, this entire DC landscape is that light freshness. That you you were missing from some of the team books, like because you didn't have Titans, you didn't you didn't have no book was no book felt like a family, yeah, and that's always kind of what the Teen Titans were built on. But you never you hadn't gotten that in the last two runs, and when you try to do that with Titans, you kind of knocked it, you kind of shoved mud in his face, going no 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 no, we're not doing that. Yeah, um, so that's why I love this book so much. It's such a good clean take on. On, on characters that weren't being used in the DC, in the DC proper. Uh-huh. Yes, the whole Drake thing was dumb, but whatever. He, then they reverted it back to the Robin, which the is most fine. Issues, which makes sense. You know, so I love it a lot. Uh, if you want something that's like it, it, one, it feels very on its own, which it does it does feel very on its own within the DC universe, but does tie into bigger stories. Definitely go pick up a Young Justice. It's an awesome book. It's in trade. Uh, the first half of it is, and then the second half is going to come out in training. You'll be done with it pretty much. Mm-hmm. 20 issues. Yeah. So you'll get three trades. Yeah. It's good, though. So, yeah, it's up to They'll probably also collect the Jenny Hex issue. Probably. Uh, yeah, because the third trade hasn't come out yet. It still says Wonder Comics right on it, so it makes sense. Yeah, so. So now we're moving on to Marvel. Yes. So, so I'll start off, because you did DC. Okay. So we're going to start off. We're actually we're actually not going to start off. We're going to do two honorable mentions, the same thing again. Keep going. With so we're five years old and can't realize. Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> So, my number two for Marvel is actually... This was super hard for me to figure out my Marvel book. Same. Surprisingly. Um, so a lot actually, of the Marvel books I started didn't finish yet. So. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, my, actually, my number two is X-Men FF, written by Chip Zdarsky and all by Terry Dotson. Hell yeah, giving Chippy Z a so, fucking running up. Let's go. I love this series. It's a miniseries. It was a four-issue miniseries um, that got delayed because of COVID, but... It was a great, cool... Yeah, the final issue came out, like, right at the beginning of yeah. COVID. So it's like you read the first three, six months later. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a great story. Um, it involves the X-Men and FF dealing with Franklin Richards, which, which has been a kind of conundrum since the FF have come back and the Central Core has been formed. And it's since the one and Omega Mutants and, and the island needing Omega Mutants and, and dealing with Franklin trying to figure out his own place in the world and... Realizing he's not like his sister who can just fit in with the family because she's a smarter uh, smarter than her dad and they can bond over that. She doesn't have powers though, right? No, she's uh, she doesn't have powers. But a child being super intelligent is not technically a power. Mm. That's why it's a you, dumb, weird classification system. I got you. Um, so you had to deal with like where Franklin was probably like, I don't fit in with my family. I'm not like my uncle who does is sporty. I'm not into space stuff and flying like my uh, like uh, Uncle Ben. You know, I'm not like Uncle Johnny, who's like super like out there crazy. Uh, I'm not like my mom, and I'm not like my dad. I'm definitely not like my sister. Everyone kind of fits in with themselves or with each other 
and I don't, and I have an island I can go to mm-hmm. and be where who I am. Dan Slot. <laughs> I am so mad. You don't understand how mad Dan I am. Dan Slot made that book null void essentially. He didn't make the book null void. What he did what was what he did was make that book matter even more. Because what he did but at was at the same time less. No, no, no. Why it makes it matter more? Because it's the if you read the issue, it's the crippling breakdown of Franklin that you get to watch mm. in because he goes, hey, remember that story we just told about how Franklin finally found his place, a place in the to world? fit in with other weirdos like him? him? Just kidding. Fitting. He just manifested it. Like, it's all <laughs> fake and it's nothing and now you mean nothing to everyone and watch his world mm. shatter. And now he's Iron Man. <laughs> I know, right? Because he, he ran out of powers. If, if he can't, if he can't join them, if he, be someone else. <laughs> yeah, be someone else. Um, and it was so it was so cool. I did, I, like I said, I didn't like the fact when he lost his powers that he lost becoming mutant. But they explain it. But again, it doesn't take away Shadowski's run. It actually makes Shadowski's run so more poignant that look at, at how much of late that this child would have gone to just to fit in. Yeah, that says a lot about Franklin though. Yes. He needs real characterization and really this, fast. That this is what was we finally got. That was it with Chips and Darcy. Because you never, you didn't get that for years. Franklin was he was just like the guy. He was a baby. For the long, he was a young, he was a baby for the longest time. And then he aged and they himself. Age him up, no, they aged him up a little bit I in the comics. No, no, a little bit in the comics. And then he was like five forever. And then like him and Leech would have like adventures and shit. Um, and then he self-aged him up to a teenager and then went back to being uh, a, uh, a kid. And then also it happened. Yeah. And he, like, that's when you finally saw him to be like this crazy... You saw, like, hints of it, like, with Psylord and Psylord and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't until Onslaught. And then when they came back from Onslaught, they were like, yeah, your son's Omega-level mutant, but we'll never talk about it. <laughs> um, And then this was a great example of, like, yes, it was more of this is, like, a, a young teenage angsty, hey, I'm a mutant. I've always been a mutant. I've kind of found my place in the world. I love the fact that him and Kitty, they, they literally went back to the X-Men FF first time they crossed over. X-Men versus Fantastic Four miniseries with him and Kitty, where Kitty tried to kill herself, and frankly was a child, he was like four, and he went to go save her, and he cried because he couldn't save Kitty, and they recap it in the book, and it's super sad. <laughs> That's the Darsky, though. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I don't want to, that's like the friendly name of her Spider-Man. Here, you want to have this kid with cancer pretend to be Spider-Bite? Spider oh, you can't tell me about that. It's so sad. I don't think that was him, though. I thought it was Tom Taylor. No, that was Zdarsky. That was Zdarsky on that issue? Yes. I'm 98% sure. No, he did Peter Parker. Tom Taylor did that one, I believe. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. That was Friendly Neighborhood. Yes. Um, Zadarsky made you cry about Sandman. I didn't care about it. I didn't watch that one. Read that one. Oh, my, about, oh my God, this man's. What's up, man? <laughs> but, yeah, no. Like, that's what's so cool. And I love how Dotson's art in general. Oh, Dotson's clean. Um, his uh, wife or sister, don't want to assume. Or, his wife. Okay, I'll make sure. <laughs> like, uh, are great with um their inking and coloring. Oh, dude, and, yeah, oh, great. Point. Um, that's what makes that book so good. The art, the story. Um, the story's kind of weird because, like, Do- <laughs> I mean, it's Doctor Doom, me, Doctor Doom, going, "Oh man, ah, uh, you have an island mutants. So do I." Like, really? He's like, um, "That's Doctor Doom." For like, he's like, he, he, he. he Doctor Doom is the biggest of uh, fucking like, I was a crybaby of all time. Where he's like, "If I can't have it, I mean, if you're not gonna give it to me, I'll make my own." <laughs> yeah, he's got a dick measuring contest he, with everyone going. His on dick in the measuring world. contest was so huge. Yeah. He went up against the whole entire universe in Secret Wars. Just, he was such a little baby. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I want Sue, so I'm gonna change the entire universe. Yeah. Fuck you. It's so petty. I love it. 
And then uh, he had his redemption arcs. With yes. Infinite, Inf- Inf- uh, infamous. Infamous, Iron. and then the current arc is pretty good. But yeah, so I do like it a lot. Like I said, it, it's such a good story. Uh, and the ending's great when they're like, hey, and we can do this. And Franklin's going to be living on, uh, going to school on the island and back and forth and whatever. And then there's a scene where um, Reed made his weapon to cure Franklin of his mutantdom. And Xavier and Magneto walk in and erase his memory of it. Who read? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, you can't no. have this weapon because you can use it against everyone. Yep. Because well, a lot of people know Reed Richards has many personalities, like many like alternate universe versions of himself. The Maker, Maker, and brute. At any point, he could become evil. Yeah. Because Reed Richards, look at the Ultimate Comics. That's Maker. Yeah. <laughs> look, at the, look at Reed Richards. Like he was a good guy up until the point if he snapped. Yep. And then he became a bad guy. Yeah. And at any point, Reed Richards could snap. Do that. And that's yep. why he was also part of the Illuminati, because they knew deep down they couldn't keep this, him this man could be evil. Yeah, they had to control him. Which I think is what Cap was trying to get onto the bottom of. And yes. then Cap was like, oh, I gotta get kicked out now. Yeah, they're like, oh, my way for you. Like, you're killing <laughs> planets? Mm, you don't remember nothing. <laughs> so it's cool that they had, like, the whole, like, I have a mutant curing gun. And Magneto was like, no, you don't. No. Like, he was like, get in there, boy. <laughs> And what's so great about the scene is that everyone's upstairs eating and, like, celebrating, and they're, like, down in the basement going, no, you're nothing. <laughs> and that's also part of Bar Sinister. Yeah. We'll get to that eventually. Yes. Come on, Hickman. Give me what we already know. got the diamond. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I would like it if it's not that, but at the same time, we all know it's that, that he's going to throw us for a loop. Yes. Because, like, it would make sense. Yeah. And even if it's not there, it also makes sense because... Re- uh, read because Charles is doing his own thing to keep his own you know mutant his own kind secrets, alive. Yeah. But like it, it's got to be a sinister diamond. There's no way because there's no way he would honestly trust sinister this much or any of the re- if, bad guys he has on yeah, the island if he wasn't already a sinister clone or some form right of or corrupted in some sort of fashion. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before I delve into more X- into the Reservoir, which is X Men Hunter, what's your uh, number two? My number two Marvel. is Star Wars Bounty Hunters from Ethan Sachs and. Pablo of uh, Villanelli. Yes, I actually just finished this one like two days ago. Okay, I was I was reading the singles though. It is a like I've always said as a Star Wars fan, I want more bounty hunting bounty hunter content. And I know a lot of the legends gave us that, but I was too young to really read those before they got axed and brought over to Marvel. But like I really like the whole idea of a bounty hunter. Right. And in the Marvel in the Marvel universe in the Star Wars universe. The bounty hunters are always portrayed as super cool. Like, a lot of people like Boba Fett, and I'm always on the fence with Boba Fett. I know, we saw about A lot of people more. like Boba Fett because he was, like, a badass bounty hunter who, like, took no shit. And then, like, yeah, he gets fucked over by Luke and Six. But still, like, it is cool to see, like, the bounty hunting stuff happen. The episodes of Rebels, the episodes of the Clone Wars that had the bounty hunting scenes oh, yeah. were some of the best episodes. So, dedicating an entire book to the bounty hunters, yeah, Burlet, uh... Baylert Valence is the main character, but Boba Fett, Bosk, Dengar, all these dudes show up, and yeah, it's mostly a good guy story with Valence being like a pseudo good guy, but like we're still seeing bounty hunting happen. That's right. why the Mandalorian show piqued my interest so much because the start of the show is he's a bounty hunter. Yes. He's not just a Mandalorian like what we saw in the Clone Wars. He's a bounty hunter, and we just get to see what he does. Oh, yeah. And it's just so cool. And then eventually we know, based off season one and season two, with what happened with Baby Yoda and or Grogu, and like all the reveals we have, without doing too many spoilers, even though we spoiled it with Book of Boba Fett, yes. like we see we see him grow from bounty hunter to hero essentially. So we lose that whole aspect of me going, "Oh, it's a bounty hunter show." 
right. then we got with the Bounty Hunter book at the same time. Yeah. Also, Marvel, it would be great if we can get a Mandalorian comic book at some point. Please work on it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's my... Uh, Number two. Uh, that's my that's my justice on that okay. one. It's an ongoing series, so it's hard to be like, and it finished so excellently right, because it that. left off with a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what we're gonna do next is our honorable mentions. Uh, Hunter, you wanna go first with your first honorable mention? First honorable mention is Venom: Venom Beyond by Donny Cates. Okay. Just I know it's just Donny Cates. Yeah. But um, it was a great storyline. They brought back Agent Venom in a cool way. They had the alternate universe show off prop like really cool where the Codex thing came from. They gave Dylan more character development. We got to see what it would look like if um, Flash Thompson became president and who he would hire to be his Agent Venom guards. Yeah. And it was a great Peter Parker's mustache is fantastic. <laughs> and it would be... Dumb, dumb. We got to see, like, Anne come back yes. and how like Dylan and Eddie and Anne all resolve their feelings with each other. And there's even a part where Anne asked them to come back and, yeah. st- and stay and Eddie also asked vice versa. And, like, there's a point of hesitation for each of them where it's like, we could just stay here. And, like, that just hits you really hard because, like, you know Eddie can't do it, but he wants to so bad. Because the whole point of uh, Donny Cates' Venom run is uh, him repenting. Right. A lot of it's repent. Like, you see, the early stuff is him, like, praying and, like, repenting for what he's done. And his oh, yeah. son is, like, especially if you read King of Black, the whole narrative for that is, like, the King of Black, from what I'm interpreting as, is, like, the depression, darkness, anxiety monster that is coming towards Dylan yeah. that Eddie can't stop because it's hereditary. Yes. That's at least what I'm that's taking really, that's, it from. That's really cool so, like, Eddie is trying to stop the darkness from coming. So, how's that, that in your number one? Because I liked well, the other right. Donny Cates book a lot more okay. for stupid reasons, but because it's, it's like a hometown hero stuff. But right. this is just, but also, this isn't just Venom Beyond. It's Donny Cates' run as a whole. Yeah. When Donny Cates' run is over, yeah. it is going to be classified as one of the greatest Venom oh, runs yeah, of, of all time, if not one of the big greatest comic book runs yeah. of all time, because of how he's like setting up these themes yeah. with all these characters he's introducing. Really? So, yeah. That is my honorable mention. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, you sure we want to go with that? As an I, I did actually, before um, I chose to put my other Donny Cates book. As number one, I had this as number one, to be fair. You should have just done it. But I, I want to talk about this one, anyway. so we'll get to it. But yeah, so, Venom Beyond is like a close three. <laughs> so my... I couldn't do two Donny Cates books. I, I did two Benny's book, who cares? <laughs> oh, I didn't know you did that until yeah, now. So. you did whatever you wanted. <laughs> I got to gush about Venom Beyond. All right, so my... Uh, one of my honorable mentions is Empire. Interesting. I didn't think you liked that as much as you did. I like... And I'll explain why. Why it's an honorable mention. Yeah, exactly. It's an honorable mention because it sets up a lot of stuff that we're seeing the ramifications of. Even in King of Black, too. We see it in King of Black. We see it in Sword, um, which is funny when you think about it because it really was an Avengers FF story and yeah. it falls out as an X-Men. Yeah, they're like, here you go. <laughs> uh, you have this, you know, uh, it falls out directly into FF with the two kids now living with, uh, being Alicia's and Ben's adopted kids. Uh, That's awesome. You have it, you know, you have this bigger grant of falling out, which we will now start to see, hopefully next year. The ramifications. Uh, see the ramifications, which are things like the uh, the this ancient order that the Watchers, the the fact that Nick Hulkling Fury's and back. W- Hulk, uh, Hulkling and Wiccan as well? Yeah. Uh, Hulk, uh, that Nick Fury's back. Uh, Hulkling and Wiccan, um, their whole, the, the, the alliance as a general whole. Yeah. Uh, and what that means to the universe, because we know it's showing up, it's going to show up in X-Men soon. Well, because we know it's the sword. Well, no, we know, besides the guy being a sword, um, and um, actually, because they're going up to see our space to deal with some stuff, and you know the Alliance is up there. Mm-hmm. It's already in Guardians of the Galaxy, because we know that. So, um, also, I like the, the story a lot. The, the, one, the reason why it's honorable mention is because of 
how it got shafted because of COVID. Yeah, because it had so many. It was the it was the it was the War of the Realms. Yes, it was Marvel's newest War of the Realms. Besides what King of Black is now. Yeah, it was supposed to be War of the Realms. Right, where it had eighty crossovers, eighty miniseries, and we loved tie-ins. War of Realms. Yeah. We absolutely loved War of Realms. But, and I would have loved Empire, but it got bogged that's down. That's why like, it's an They missed mention. so many books. And the books that they produced, they shouldn't have in the, the books like, that they there's did. There's a Thor one where they didn't do it. And, and like, you need that. You absolutely need the, that one. There's certain things like the, the Wakanda stuff. You actually need that book. Yeah. Um, but it's because it was bogged down in Ages of Wakanda. Right. And it's like, like so I, I get it. And that's why it's an honorable mention. It's a yeah. great story, but because of, of the, the, the big misgiving it got, it's, it's an honorable mention. That's fair. So what's your second uh, honorable mention? Um, Juggernaut. Go ahead. Dude, you tell me you don't like the Juggernaut? Go ahead. From the Juggernaut, bitch. It's just a really cool story to see where Juggernaut is post-Hickman X-Men. Because as long as Juggernaut has been a character, he has been in the X-Men books. Right. And now he is technically not a mutant, so he's not allowed on Krakoa. So what does he do in the interim? He... Just basically works for the Wrecking Crew, knocking down buildings, and, like, he was on Punisher Kill Crew, and he was just doing a bunch of shit, just trying to figure out what his purpose in life is, especially after Purgatory. Now he's in, um, Savage Avengers. But, like, it's just crazy to see Juggernaut doing something for himself for once in his life, as opposed to, like, helping out Magneto, or being part of the Avengers, or doing something for the X-Men, which we saw in Rosenberg's run, where he comes back. So it's just cool to see Juggernaut's, like, Redemption arc with this new character who can stop the unstoppable force. She's uh she's got like vibration powers that like fuck with gravity, so she can stop him, which I think is really awesome to introduce a character that can stop Juggernaut. Because the whole thing is he's unstoppable. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that is my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, done by uh, Garney and um, Nishieza, right. who helped co-create Deadpool. Thank you very much. <laughs> so <laughs> my next honorable mention is. Uh, uh, actually, my next album mention is Hellions. Interesting. Oh, Sinister. <laughs> you know <laughs> it. I was like, I was like, the Hellions book is just okay. Sinister's uh, in it. Sinister's in it. <laughs> um, actually, it's really a fun It's honestly book. Marvel Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, I mean, at least currently. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, if you guys don't know, Sinister has his own team that he created. Who, who let that happen? <laughs> and the Quiet Council <laughs> did. And, uh, and Sinister was, was like, I want people. And, and they were like, like yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, and he does, they do what he wants. It's great. <laughs> Uh, and since it's super campy, I like the fact that he has Quan uh, uh, in his as thrall. Like his bodyguard. Yeah, as in his thrall. And, oh my god! Oh, did you read the uh, post X of Swords book? Of yeah, it? where he's like, "Oh, my X Men are dead. Yeah, I need more." And you're like, "No." <laughs> and they're like, "We'll just revive the other ones." Like, but they died in other world. They're like, no, "We'll they figure didn't. it out." Yeah, like, and then like, no, they didn't. They're like, "We'll figure it out." Yeah, and like, oh well, we f- <laughs> and then so they, and then you get Wild it. Child, and he comes back, and he's an adult, and he's a wild man. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, sup? And like, because wow, that did justice for you. And he's like, shut up. Because they weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't killed in, they were killed in other world? I no. Believe, no, two, a couple of them were. No, no. That's because you couldn't be able to revive, they were killed in other world. Well, no, they were revived, but different. Like a wild child. He's yeah. Adult now. Because of, um, they died on our side, but because of something that they experienced on the other side, it messed them up. It's a whole, I forgot, I gotta reread it. It's just a cool book. It's like Marvel Suicide Squad. It's like, D-list, like, Marvel character, um, D-list, like, uh, X-Men villains, like, Empath is an a Orphan Maker, Empath, Wild Child, uh, Scalp Hunter, who's now Greyhawk. Yeah, Greyhawk. Or Grey Crow. Grey Crow. Grey Crow. Yeah, Crow. Um, With Sinister. Sinister, Havoc, and Quan. Yeah. Psylocke. Um, it's such a great Quan. story. 
Um, I really hope that they change, they add the roster change every once in a while, because but but because uh, resurrection is a thing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and so some one of them gets like rehabilitated. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they put um, depending on how Aurora works is working out in um, X Factor, that I wouldn't be surprised if they put her on that team. Oh yeah. Because she says she'd be good guy bad guy sometimes because mm-hmm. of her bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it's a great book. It's a fun book. Um, the only reason why it's an honorable mention is because a part of the series does have to do with extra swords, and I kind of wanted to exclude that because it, it's the middle arc, and now we're in the post, so we're kind of like it was only four issues long, really. Yeah. So it was really good. I like it a lot. Speaking of extra swords, that's my next honorable mention. It is a twenty-two part event that is not really an event, but it's technically an event, and it's convoluted and it's got genie rules, but I loved it. Yeah, and I know you liked it a lot as well. I loved it. But I don't know if it's on your honorable mentions or if it's, it's not. I didn't. I did. I, I skipped it on purpose because it's so weird and hard to collect for no, no. for fans. If, if you because I, if I was doing strictly events, I'll be like, yeah, it's an event. That's why I did it. But I ha- my honorable mentions. I did it as full series. Okay. Well, this technically is a full series in quotes. I, the reason why I did Empire is because it was the cause Empire itself is one through six. Yeah, this is one through twenty-two. It's one through twenty-two <laughs> of different series. Yeah. So that, that, that's I why it. my knock on it, my major knock on it, is that if you weren't collecting anything else, if you were only I only say, read Excalibur, right? You only read Excalibur. Now you're forced to pick up all the titles. Because, like if for, I'm, if I was only reading X Factor, yeah, then I would I could still pick up the one X Factor issue and be okay. Yes. But because I'm reading only Excalibur, which is the event, it's the book is based <laughs> from. Strong. I need to read all twenty-two issues, and I was like, I'm good. I read all 22. I'm going to read, it's volumes 1, 2, and 3 of Excalibur. Yeah. And then it's, or 1 and 2, and then it's X of Swords, and then it's volume 3. Right. Because Excalibur is so closely tied to it, I have to get it. Yeah, it's such a big, and it's going to be a chonky book. I can't wait for it. Oh, I can't. It's going to be an omnibus, which is $130 or something. It's 100 bucks. But I'm going to drop that money on that because it's it's something special. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... that's, Plus, it's got to support Tinny Howard. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. All right. Next one. I have one more. Oh, yeah. I have one more. Okay, cool, cool. So my last one is actually Avengers by Jason Aaron. Um, Interesting. I think I did that last year. You might have my... done it as another album. No, I would, actually, no. So last year was my... I think I made it as one of my top books. Really? The you reason why it's an album, I have another book as my yeah, one. See. But the reason why is the Moon Knight star arc yeah, was this year. Yeah, Fist of Conchu or Fist of, War yeah, Conchu. Yeah, Fist of Conchu. Um, it's a great book. It was a way a really a cool, different take on Moon Knight. Um, and how he actually just at the end, and if you don't mind me spoiling, he rejects Kashu as his god. Yeah, he's like fuck you. Yeah, he, and it realized it, it's actually really cool. It was a cool moon a moon night mini event. We need to get that in trade so I can get it. We ever probably are. Hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, it hasn't come out yet. It's only yeah. it's like we're two issues after. Yeah, because we're in the beginning of we Phoenix. had Empire and then we got Phoenix. So no, we got yeah, yes yes. It right. went Moon Knight, Empire, Phoenix. Yes. Um, technically. I mean, I mean, in the actual issue wise, there is no Empire Tire. Oh yeah, no. So like it goes, um, yeah, how it was. But it goes uh, Moon Knight, then two issues, which was um, the direct, the Mephisto issue, and then the origin uh, of the of the Phoenix Phoenix one, one, one million, million BC, yeah. and then it's the start of the Phoenix. Uh, Enter the Phoenix. Enter the Phoenix tournament, dude! Oh my god, it's a tournament arc. How? Oh my god, that, that's gonna be your neck. That's gonna be your best book next year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Um, what was so cool about it? It was such a cool exploration of Moon Knight without giving his him his own book. Yeah, and it was like oh, you you would think that it also would, worked right, and you would think it would get lost in the shuffle of it because it's also an Avengers book. Because yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but it didn't. Um, 
the only reason why it's not a top is because I liked it. My my the book I picked is I love. I actually totally forget what you picked. Yeah, I didn't say it yet. That's why I, I didn't tell you what I picked. Wait, I already told you mine. But um, so my last honorable mention is Maestro, which actually finishes up tomorrow. Yes. And I did get to check it out, but it leads into a sequel. So more impact. Yeah, we shall see. Um, it's just really cool to see the origin of Maestro after so many years, especially after they killed off Maestro in the main canon, in right. Old Man Logan. So it's super cool to see that Maestro is back, and we're finally getting a real origin of what is happening. Jermaine Peralta's artwork is fantastic, and the original creator of the character Peter David is writing the book. How can you not love that book? I know, right? It's he's one of my dad's favorite characters, which is why I like him so much because my dad talks about him all the all time. Maestro. So yeah, he's like it's Hulk, but a complete douchey asshole bad guy, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that Besides what you get from Old Man Logan's main timeline where it's like, big fat, like, I have incest babies, Hulk. So, Jesus Christ. You remember Big Fat Hulk? I know, Hulk? I had that run. Yeah. Everyone has that run. It's Old Man Logan. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have Old Man Logan yeah. on their shelf? By the way, I like that, like, uh, my background is now this. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a great background. You should zoom out and make it the entire poster, but... I tried to, it won't let me. Oh, uh, because your phone crops weird? Yeah. That happens to me. So... What is your final number one? So my number one book, book of the year, twenty twenty. Which is funny when you'll you'll appreciate this a lot actually. So my number one book, Spider Ham. <laughs> I know. Right? My number one book for twenty twenty is Marauders, written by Jerry. Duncan oh yeah, of course. Why did I, why, why, Lally. I'm so stupid. Why did I think? Why did I not know it was that one? Kind of didn't pick X Men. <laughs> like you're like, huh? Jay didn't pick X Men as his number one book, and he did pick X Men because he's picking Marauders. Yeah, Marauders. Was, I, that is your favorite this year. It's my favorite this year. Uh, it would have been Excalibur. Um, if it didn't get tied into Exorcist, so yeah, yeah. It, like like I read a twenty two part Excalibur story this year. It's mm -hmm. fine, um, but yeah, I love Marauders. I love Pirate Kitty. I love that <laughs> entire team. <laughs> I like the fact that Sebastian Shaw got what's coming to him. Uh, Sebastian Shaw got <laughs> fucked up. I know. Yeah. Fucked up. I like anything dealing with the Hellfire Club. That's why I'm so excited for next year when they do the Hellfire Gala. Which is like the next arc, right? It's actually in the. It's part. No, it's actually a thing on its own. Oh, is it? Oh my God, is it the Marauders event? I think it's the Marauders. Is it the twenty-two part Marauders event? I hope only. <laughs> if that's if they do twenty-two I mean, part, don't make it twenty-two parts. Don't make it twenty-two parts. But like, it's that. That's the Hellfire Gala. Oh, that looks like each individual issue, though. Well, um, no, so each individual series. I'll explain this later to you. Yeah. After the show, Maverick. Can't wait for that. But what's cool about it is that they're like, yeah, we're not doing Marvel X as a book. Yeah, they said they scrapped that one. And then, like, but John Higgins was like, well, we get to do the Hellfire Gala instead. And I'm super excited to write yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I'm like, so, yes. that, so I think each book that they have the main titles, like, we're not going to see a X-Factor series, like mm -hmm. a main X-Factor event, but yeah. we'll see, like, an X-Force. We'll see an X-Men. Yes. We'll see Excalibur, which we got. We'll see Marauders, and we'll see Wolverine, probably. Probably. Because he's Wolverine. Eventually, we'll get a Wolverine event. Or he'll just tie it into the X-Factor. X you might see X-Factor, X-Force, Wolverine crossover. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. I got to plan that in my head right now. And there's also one, there's one more book that I'm forgetting about X-Men that's coming out. New Mutants. New Mutants. That'll probably get Which I, w I, have, I kind of have a pseudo storyline with that. Interesting. Well, you can't have them if they're already being written, James. I know. <laughs> so, James, give us some stuff about fucking Marauders. Oh, so what's great about... You talking about Hellfire Gala. Yeah, sorry. So what's <laughs> great about Marauders is that it takes concepts that they were playing with in the X-Men universe. It's a very unique book. Where, Australian Pyro's back. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Also, what's really cool about it is a very different take on of all the X-Men books. This is actually the one book of the X-Men, which will, besides the new X-Men run coming up, uh, which expands their scope. You get to see, in the early days of the Marauders book, you get to see them going around to mutant communities around the world. 
um, smuggling in, uh, smuggling out mutants and delivering medicine to countries and saving mutants. And because then you uh, have this... Magneto and Professor X made a mutant drug or a drug yeah, for, to cure all diseases, which we never so they can about. get their own, they can get their own island and be sanctioned as their own state or something. Yeah, union, uh, their own nation. Yeah, it was his own thing, and that's why you could have the Champions thing happened with issue three. Oh my god, that was so cool. They are refugees of Krakoa. Fuck you, unless you want to fight the X Men. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a boy, Scott. Yeah, this was so. <laughs> It's coming out next week, I think. Yeah, it is. I think I it's think, next week. I think. Um, what's really cool also is that um, it's you have this underlying story which sure it's sure it's also black marketing these drugs to people and Emma and sure Kitty are fighting it within the red. Uh, I like how close Emma club. and Kitty got. Yes. Like, you would never think. I mean, initially Emma was trying to poach Kitty. Yeah, from for her hell yeah, same with Firestar as well. Yeah. So like re- seeing that like their relationship is getting rebuilt. Yes. Especially after Kitty. And her running opposite schools for a long time. Yes. Like, that's really cool to and see. And it was cool to see that, like, there, it, it's character growth in the right direction. Yes. It's that, even though, it, it goes to, like, oh, well, they can't hate each other forever. That's, it gets boring after a while when you keep, you keep receiving, oh, Emma, Emma hates Kitty. Kitty hates Emma. Ke- uh, Kitty thinks uh, Emma's stuck up. Ke- Emma thinks Kitty's a snobby child. Like, it, it, it literally runs a course. That's, that's the entire run of Astonishing X-Men written by Josh Whedon. There are... Just Whedon. Oh yeah, the Whedon's run. Yeah. There are two characters in the Marauders book that I think have gotten not enough play. Yeah, and which makes their characters in that book very stale. Bishop. Yes. What is he doing? Uh, he does get a lot of play, but it's a lot of that infograph stuff. He does like stuff for Kitty. But like, th- but it's not enough. I know. Like Australian Pyro, he doesn't have anything to do. But the fact that they brought him back, and like the the reason why they brought him back is such a fun and interesting idea. His comic relief. Yeah. He's fine. He doesn't need yeah. any growth. He'll probably no. get one arc or one issue. Right. That's it. But like Iceman's got enough play. Yeah. He had play over the last couple of years. Yeah. Storm. Storm. I don't like yeah. what they turned Storm into. They because they she's kind of like a bitch now. She's not a bitch. She's self-centered, which is good. No, no, that's fine. That's not even my bitch. But I mean, like when I'm as I, I haven't read every single Marauders issue. Yeah. But, like I'll read random issues of like the X Men and I'll see Storm and I'm like, a lot of things. What happened to her character development? Right. She used to be like such like a different character. Right. And now she's just like. She's just too much. Yeah, I think. it's it's very. So I think that's the when things are going in the wrong con- direction. When Bishop are, has nothing, she's going in the wrong direction. When things person. are read out of context, um, I think that's what it is. And when things are read out of context, it doesn't make sense. So she, in the early days of Marauder, she's a motherly figure. To yeah, I know Kitty. that. In the first arc of Marauder, she's great. And but even that, later on, even later on, she's more of a motherly figure. But she's the motherly figure that's like my daughter's growing up. Mm. I have to let her go. So she goes, okay, go do adult stuff. But also, I'll be behind you to protect you, type of thing. And the problem is, she can't show it to Kitty. Until moments where Kitty needs it, and she's like, "Oh, Kitty, come here." And it just seems weird. It's a like when they put her in the book. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." And then when I was reading it, it, I was like, "She does nothing." You notice that's the thing. She also doesn't. She's, she's also. The, I know she's a big part of like the council and stuff. She's right. like her own thing, and she's also the announcer that brings everybody back. Right. So a lot of so times, like, I get when, it. But. So a lot of times, when Kitty, the only time you really see Storm in the book is when she's there to help Kitty not fail at something, which is what makes her development so lame. In the that's book. what it is. So and I get. I, like I get it. it. No. So, because the book is really a kitty book. Oh, yeah. It's a kitty number book. Yeah. And Iceman is sprinkled in there because she's dating. Uh, he, she, yeah, he's, he's dating, dating uh, Christian. Which I think is so good. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny that he's dating him and I'm like, oh, he's going to fucking hate you. <laughs> and Evan hates it so much. Yeah, it's so good. Because uh, he's always on her ship and he doesn't want her on her submarine. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, get, get, get off. It's mine. It's mine. You have to. my boyfriend's yeah. here. Yeah, well, I could see what Get off my submarine. Go to your rinky dink ship where I got you. Go to your fucking tugboat. Pirate ship you own. <laughs> All right. 
You have an eye patch. I figured I need one. That was such a great line. Why do you carry an eye patch? I figured I'd need one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that she couldn't go back to Krakoa and she'd hurt herself. Mm-hmm. Um, pirates. Pirates. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> Ugh. Finally. You're the last one. book we're going to be talking about yes. this week, at least for best of 2020. So yes. you have book reviews. Yes. Is Thor number seven and number eight, which is titled The Hammerfall Story by Donny Cates and Aaron Cooter. This takes place right after the devourer of kings arc and right before the arc for um the donald blake stuff it is thor thinking he's unworthy again of the hammer drops it down to earth because he thinks like oh man it's too much stuff's going on i need a break right so he bring he drops the hammer down to this guy who he knows is worthy and he's like he's like this guy he deserves it he could be better thor than me Let's see what he does with the power. Right. And he gives it to, like, this random dude who was, like, arrested for drugs, but he's trying to turn his life around, and he owns a shop, and everyone loves him, and he gives people discounts, and he's a hometown hero, and it was just, it was his name's Adam. And he's, like, it's so cool to see, like, also Thor with tattoos. It was so cool to see, like, Donny Cates writing this everyman story, but he's a god. Like, and that's what I think, oh, man, this is going to go back to me preaching about Donny Cates. Boy, how great he is. Uh, because he's so good. He's making the Thor run in every man story. Yes. After, I mean, after the first arc, you need that. Because, like, he's bringing back Donald Blake, who is the every man to Thor. He is. And now bringing him back as a villain and making Thor stuck in this alternate gooey timeline or whatever's happening. It's so great. It's, but, like, so you have the first arc, which is so monumentally cosmic and ridiculous that ties up a lot of Donny Cates' cosmology. But then it comes back to the hometown hero arc, which transitions the Thor book from cosmic mumbo jumbo with god stuff to the hometown hero arc which is what thor should be and what he was when he was donald right it's just such a cool and interesting story to see like someone else worthy besides jane foster and besides captain america like just some random everyday guy gets to be thor for literally two issues it's really cool yeah so that's why it is my number one book of this year plus aaron cooter's art Or Cutter, however you pronounce it. His art is fantastic. I think I talked about it on um, another podcast I do where I was just talking about like good art and I was talking about him. Yeah. Like his art is just it just hits it home. There you go. If you read the Immortal Hulk, um, King of Black issue, yeah. Um, there are some great faces. I'll show you when uh, we leave the podcast. But like Aaron Cooter does the artwork. Oh my god. Nice. God. He's so good. So, so yeah. that's gonna wrap up. I know I'm slow stroking Donnie. Right, but no, Donnie right. is so the best enough. writer Marvel has right now, personally. <laughs> So, that was our best of 2020. Next week, we'll oh, cover yeah. our best of independent books for 2020. Next week, those are going to be some fun ones. We're doing fun. three of those. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to uh, jump into our book reviews. I'll start it off this week. Yeah. Um, it's not that crazy. Next few weeks are not crazy, so that's why it, we're not doing a store book this week. So, uh, I'm going to do uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. Sorry, I couldn't the title's massive. Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin, written and written by Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns. Art by uh, Jerry Ordway, Francis Manipal, Ryan, Benjamin, uh, Ryan Benjamin, and Fred Fri- uh, Richard Friend, uh, Paul Pelletero, and Norman Ra- uh, Rappin, uh, Hi Fi, Ian Re- uh, Ian Hernan- uh, Harry. Oh my God! So much is happening. <laughs> uh, uh, Rain Bernardo, uh, Andrea Lucas. Yeah, that's all of it. all the people that worked on this book. Because the story changes artists. And remember when I bitched and moaned about it before. Oh my god, that's haunting. I remember seeing that the other day. I'm like, that's haunting. Uh, remember I was bitching and moaning about uh, like Legion doing it? It's because it was like literally every page. This actually makes sense when it's jumping through. Uh, it's also jumping through timeline. So, um, again, we're not going, I'm not going to go full spoiler because this is a one-shot. This is a direct tie-in to Metal, so you definitely need to... By the way, this is a definite... You have to... If you read issue 6... This is issue like 7... Issue 6.5. 6. 
I, I hate that they're doing that with I the do event. hate that. Like, like I hate that you have lot. to read some books. Like, ugh, and it's, it's, it's going to expect the grade on this. Yeah. So it's great about it. It does Starship Boy Prime, which you know I love about anything Superman related. So it does go back and does recap his origin from uh, when he was Superboy Prime uh, back in 1985, uh, 18, 1984. Um, and then his relationship with Laurie and how he actually ended up in the situation, which jumps to the current situation they're in in metal. Um, and how no one trusts him as a hero. The entire issue is actually just Superboy Prime trying to figure out what he is and whether or not he's a hero and what the world means to him. And... I can't really go super crazy into um, the reasoning while spoiling certain things, um, but the book was so great about this book. It is a touching send off to Superboy Prime as a character. Um, I say that without no, without spoiling the ending and without knowing what Future State and Post Future State means for this character, or the end of Metal, or the end of Metal, for example. <laughs> um, it is a great book. Um, the art's done very well. As I said, there's so many writers and artists on this book because the story does jump like it's. Drawn in some of each style when he's back on Earth Prime, um, and when it, the current stuff is with Hi-Fi and the current fights with um, uh, the Man Who Laughs, I do like his characterization. It, it, and they go through the entire history of Superboy Prime in a very short amount of time. That's good. It's a fun book if you are a Superman fan and you want a cool kind of like, hey, what do they go do with a character like this powerful? Um, it's actually a really great book, um, and there is a lot of redemption for this character. That was made fun of a lot as the the tantrum, tantrum Superboy, because mm-hmm. um, again when he, it's not so much what happened in Infinite Crisis, but anything that happened at yeah towards the end of Infinite Crisis where he was like, he started losing his mind, mm-hmm. and then we saw him in Green Lantern, uh, in the war, uh, uh, Cold War, uh, and then you saw him afterwards. He always was kind of like the temper tantrum boy, even he was kind of snotty even in, in Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a great redemption story. Uh, awesome. Without spoiling it, I'll tell you what happens at the end after the show. Yeah. Um, but a really great story. I'm, but I am, but as Hunter pointed out, um, my, what my, ba- my, I'll, I'll do my, my favorite moment. Um, is when, is when he's chilling with Crypto. Yeah. And Crypto comes up to him and sees like the good in him, mm-hmm. and he realizes the dogs are good judge of Yeah, and he's like, shit, I do have good in me, and I don't like and because of the fact that it is it, a cool nod to the fact that when you f- first see him with Crypto years ago, that Crypto strip attacked him because mm-hmm. he killed Connor. Connor. And. So, seeing this scene is like going, oh, well, Crypto sees good Crypto in you. Crypto sees what's happening now. And he sees the good in you, and he goes, "I well, you're super dog. And Connor hates the fact that Crypto's over there, and the fight between the two of them, mm-hmm. uh, the argument between the two of them is great. But He's like, hey, scene. get away from me. He's like, your stupid dog came up to me. Me. Yeah. <laughs> like, wiping tears away. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a really cool story. It's actually a really good redeeming story. But as Hunter pointed out, I've talked about this before about metal. Is that these books we'll should not? We'll do a metal not... recap at some point. Yes, these. Uh... I want to. Depending on if the last issue falls January fifth, there's also sort of future state. So I don't know if we ever have time. We'll see. It's like two weeks. Well, no, we'll do the end of. We'll do death metal wrap up, and then we'll our store book will be future state. The I first guess so. Book yeah. That. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, what's crazy about this is that um, but the one weakness, like I said, is that the fact that all the one shots. Are needed to ninety percent of the ones that are needed to read the story. Even Lobos is needed. It's needed. It's one hundred percent. I think there's only one that isn't. It's one of the anthologies. Um, it's the Legends the of the Legends Dark of the Dark Knights because they introduce Robin King, but then Robin King has his own one shot, so it retcons it's, the not retcons. It makes the other one like eh. yeah. So yes, that's the problem. That it is a definite, absolute, necessary read. Like if you you can't pick this up as a new reader and enjoy this, um, if you enjoy Super Prime, it's a cool book. Yeah. But like you're not gonna if you're not reading really Metal, they're not gonna. Yeah, but I'm not it. gonna walk into a comic book store right. and pick up Secret Origin because I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. for Also, me. this title doesn't make sense. Yeah, 
It's dumb. De- Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin. You're like, what is even is but this? If the Secret Origin, if there was a twist with Superboy's origin going, Superboy Prime's origin going, hey, he was really so created. So you think the name is bad, period, now? The name is period bad. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make mm. sense. Weird. The naming of this is dumb. Because it's not like they go, the, the origin of Superboy Prime is 100% the same as it was when it was rent, written. Weird. In this book. It's just retold. I'd love to see why Scott Snyder named it the Secret Origin. But I would have turned it Next to... Next time he comes into the store, I ask him. I know, I will. Because I would have changed this to, like... You can't call it Super Rounds Redemption. You could have called Dark Knight's Death Metal Redemption, and no one's going to know the difference. You could have called it Redemption. That would have been great. And no one would have been like, oh, and just would I would have done, like, the a Death of Superman, like, homage cover mm-hmm. instead. Him holding Connor. Crying. Right. Something like that. Or... Or you would say, oh no, the Destiny Man homage, but with the Superman cable with the Batman glass behind it. Oh, that would be cool. And that would be like a better cover called Redemption. Like, oh, what the hell does that all mean? You should just yell at Scott Snyder. You and should like, just talk to him. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's why I'm giving it a four out of five. Interesting. You still gave it a high review, even though you had some problems with it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because the, the floor is your review, because your, your flaws are. It's not a standalone book because metal is weird. Yeah, that's basically that's what my is. my knock is like metal. I shouldn't have to read this if I'm reading metal. So yeah, that's my knock. So the book I read was from Vault Comics. It is the picture of everything else, written by Dan Waters with art and colors by Kishore Mohan. If I pronounce your name wrong, uh, let me know if you ever find me. Find me and hunt me down. Um, so it opens up with an art gala, and these people discussing how art is going to go out of fashion in the turn of the century. This book takes place in 1987 to 89. And they're saying that, like, oh, man, the, f- the photograph is going to easily take away what paintings are. Blah, blah, blah. Rich person bougie bullshit. But then it jumps to, like, um, these characters who are basically ragamuffins. Right. And they're, uh, they steal stuff from the rich people to fund their art so they can get supplies, so they can sell their stuff, so they can pin- promote their stuff. And um, all while underlying the Jack the Ripper story. Right. It's like an overtone on Jack the Ripper. At least I believe that's what they're going yes. for. And I, th- yes. Yeah. So it then jumps to um, this monologue slash letter being written by um, one of the main characters, uh, Marcel, who's writing to Alphonse, who is his other his buddy, and they're saying like, um, he's like, oh man, you know, like, I wish that I could have talked to you before you did what you did, like you know what damn talking about, like they're just alluding to this, and what you think when you're reading it is when he stole the art, he stole the. The little tiny like statue for their art for their, their their funding, right? And you slowly find out that's not the case. I thought they were brothers. I think they're not. <laughs> they are not brothers. <laughs> not brothers. I was very wrong. So then Alphonse ends up um, coming across this um, rich this Englishman who he's dubbed as, and he is um, a painter. He paints a bunch of the uh, the rich people around for free, like for free portraits. Right. But what he ends up doing is he ends up ripping them. And every time he rips them or damages the pages, it kills whoever's in the portraits. That's crazy. So he is now known as the Ripper. That's actually really cool. I and like we see list. a nice splash page of him. Oh, it's just so beautiful. And like then they explain like what's going on, and then they're about to kill him because he's Jack the Ripper. And then they don't. Um, Alphonse stops himself. Okay. And then I don't want to spoil the rest of it because some cool ramifications show up. But like it's a really cool twist on um, the Jack the Ripper story. That adds some nice humor to it, and also makes it like this fantastical horror masterpiece. I feel like this is going to be one of my favorite books of next year. I already have that feeling. Yes, yeah. this is December, and this is technically not even the start of 2021. Reading this first issue makes me go, well, I'm going to talk about this next year. Yeah, of course. There's no way. I mean, 
And even if I don't end up talking about it, it's going on the honorable mentions list. That's fair. Because this is just such an interesting take. The art is great. It's done like an oil painting. Okay. Like this? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, not oil painting. Um, Water paints. Yes. It's done like a water paint. And it's just so cool. The lettering is fantastic. The lettering is by uh, Adida Bit of Car. Because, like, each word bubble is like a little squiggle. And, like, oh, man. It's... it's Unique word bubbles, which right. is a weird thing for me to say that. I've never talked about lettering before, but, like, it just works. This book is absolutely fantastic, and I can't recommend this enough to anybody who likes horror, who likes, like, Jack the Ripper alternate takes, anyone who likes detective stories, because they're definitely going to involve the police in oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this is a miniseries. It comes off as one, but I wouldn't be surprised if this goes as up to 12 issues. It's fantastic. I definitely recommend picking this up. Please check it out. I'm getting rid of five. There you go. Like, there's honestly nothing wrong with it. I can't think of anything personally that's wrong with it. The pacing is fantastic. The writing is great. They keep you guessing. Like they, I was literally guessing until like the last three pages where the big spoilers come into play. Like I was like, I was like, what's going on? What's this whole Jack the Ripper undertone? Are they even going to mention right. it, or is it just going to be something in passing to distract one of the other people? Like, what's this story going to be? Because with the covers, it looks like it's a horror story. But when you're reading it, you're like, this is nothing. This is this is just like a weird like. It's only horror because of the dark tones, but no, it just comes off. Right. Oof, it's so good. I can't stop talking about this book. <laughs> I will recommend this book. I, I put it down as our pick of the week. I have the little uh, the little sticker up there. I was like, this is it. Before I even read the book, I saw the covers. I was like, I was like this is the one. I'm like, I guess that's our pick <laughs> of the week. Well, I mean, we only have one. We have two, but we lost the other one. Yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, my book. Definitely awesome, pick man. it up. James, close us out. So, guys, have a happy holiday. Thanks again for listening to us this year. You guys can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com, to check out this week's new previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at Andrews underscore comics, the podcast Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, andrewscomics.com, but Andrews Comics for update news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share a friend, and have a happy and safe, uh, I must say, Halloween, Christmas. You, you said... Thanks for listening to us this year, as this isn't as this, like this is the last episode of the year, but it's not. We have one more. We have one more. Talking about indie books. So, like James said, thank you guys, and have a nice holiday. Bye bye.